I'm not going to listen to this. Wait, you're chanting. I'm not going to Wait. hear this now. Smoke presents the Pure Cinema podcast bonus <laughs> bonus episode. Uh, I'll turn to Oscars. Yes, a yes, l- a we little, gotta do this. Little Danny Perry love. Yeah, we decided we did it once. We're we're gonna do it again every year now, just because, uh, just as a tribute to the man himself, you know. And it won't count as one of our twelve episodes of our season. This is a bonus, uh, and it's gonna be a little looser and a little shorter, and we're gonna have a little fun. Uh, talking about who we think really should have won the awards. We're going to largely, not all, you know, all rules are broken. We're going to largely stay away from ones that got lots of nominations or won, but that doesn't mean they won't come up. Um, we haven't seen the Oscars at the moment of recording this. We have, obviously, it's, you know, predictions of what will happen. Uh, maybe part of this at some point we might um, record a little reaction to the Oscars and put it with us. We'll see how we go. But for now, this is just going to be our uh, taking some of the main topics, main uh, categories, and uh, telling you what we would have liked to have seen. Absolutely. In a just world where pure cinema chooses <laughs> the awards. <laughs> oh, it'd be a crazy world if we had the the reins i know what did uh what are you thinking about for actor i'm pretty sure we're going to be on the same page for this. i don't know i, th- Unless I, th- you, I feel like maybe you change it up no i think you'll be surprised um i mean i mean if if you know if you've listened to everything we've talked about or here and there probably people will be able to pick it but um i kind of like with most of these i grabbed like three or four names of it, on some categories some less some more you know people i was really impressed with in the year uh do you want to do like lead actor or or supporting first yeah Oh, yeah, maybe we do supporting first. Yeah, let's That's do those both supporters. So uh, for okay. me, the strongest category by far of all categories of everything this year for me was the supporting male actor category for me. Like when I started going, oh, things I like this year, whereas supporting actress I found way less that I was excited about. But for supporting actor, man, I had um, four that I was like really excited about. Um, I'll just like list the ones who aren't, aren't going to win. Um, Barry Keoghan, the young actor who eats spaghetti <laughs> in the killing of a sacred deer and also, <laughs> uh, falls on his ass and, uh, and hurts his head in Dunkirk. Uh, he's, he's incredible in that, in, in sacred deer, uh, very young, but he's, you know, he's a young actor. I think he's going to get playing other shirt shots. Probably the most robbed actor of this year in, in anything is Michael Stuhlberg, uh, Stuhlberg, uh, from, he's in three of the Academy Award nominated movies and yet still didn't get a nomination. He's, um, you know, he's the, uh, the spy in, and doctor slash spy in, um, what's the Guillermo film? Um, my God. Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water, uh, which, he, you know, he's solid in. Um, he's amazing in Call Me By Your Name as the dad. He's in, He's got one scene which should have won him an Oscar. Just be, It's just one scene that would have just, you know, it's uh, so emotional. And there's one other film he's in, and I can't remember which it is, with the same kind of size role. So he's kind of in – I know he's in three of the kind of big movies of the year. Um, he's fantastic. One that I think you might have forgotten, but I'll see, that I think me and you both have talked about once, and I had totally forgotten until, like, really recently – Charlotte Copley for Free Fire. We say we check out the merch. That's why we yeah. Hey. She's a pacha. So, you'll be pleased to know that I have a whole truckload 
are these gorgeous dolls just outside and they're all looking for dance partners. Is that what we ordered? You're a little bit rude, eh? I was presenting the merch and you start chirping the bird there. He says it's not what he ordered. Fuck, really? Uh, Let me explain. What, uh, what so did you order? We ordered M16s. We ordered them. Now this is an AR-70. Different weapon. It's not what I ordered. Did you teach your boy some manners? Learn a thing or two from the English. Keep your shit together. Martin, stay out of this. I'm not running a fucking pizza delivery service. Do you want the weapons or you don't want the weapons? Look. They assault rifles, you said rifles. <clears throat> Justine, you said rifles, doll. They're fucking rifles, what do you want? This Look, is what was available. You're not gonna find anything else of this quality or consistency on the market. None of the numbers that you need or in the time that you've got. He has a point. Nice. He's so fucking awesome in that movie. Like, Dude. And, and I totally forgotten about him when I was putting this together. And then at the last minute, I was like, oh, my God, of course. Sharp. I mean, quite a few people are good in Free Fire. Um, no, he's the one. That but he is to hilarious. Be, spoiler. Spoiler. He's almost my pick. He was this. A hair. Oh, so you remember. You pick. did remember. Okay, good. Oh, totally. Okay, so I, I have him up good. on my screen right now. He's one of my alts. So yeah, Charlottesville Police probably my 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 number two. Uh, and it's and, and I say that because and the reason I think it's important is because my favorite thing about movies and acting is when you don't really like someone and then they fucking nail it and you realize it's not them you didn't like. You just hadn't seen them in the right light. And he's that actor. He's the guy like I'm like eh, he's all right in District Nine. And then he's in like A Team, and you see him in things, and everyone always talks about how great he is, and you're just like I don't know if I like this guy. And there's just something about him that I'm not interested. In. And then he plays this role, and he is got the suit he's got the hair he's funny everything clicks and that is the joy of movies that the get the right person in the right role and suddenly you see who they were and who they're meant to be and that's the glory of uh putting someone on a giant screen um so he's very close but my not my my pick so the person who's getting my best supporting actor um a much smaller movie uh a great movie but i especially love this performance is the actor his name's steve Oram, and he is the kind of second to lead but i'm still going to call it a supporting actor in a dark song the uh the very dark uh irish horror film about a woman trying to bring back get vengeance um, by learning the dark arts on the people who had killed her son, and Steve Oram, who's was a was the actor in um, the other Ben Wheatley film, The Sightseers, uh, which was much lighter. I mean, still dark, but lighter. In this, he comes in, and it is an incredible performance. I mean, he comes in, he makes like the dark art of like black magic suddenly real, and that's really I can't remember the last time I saw a horror film that made this stuff feel like real. Like he comes in and he does it in a methodical. It becomes like a process driven procedural for the next two days i'm going to unshackle the house from the world you mustn't leave the circle no food no water focus on the stone i've given you fall into it swallow the pain and discomfort on the third morning we will break for water and food then we'll do the same thing in the back two rooms Six days. I'll start squares. 
where he goes through, yeah, this is what you have to do. And he's a bit of an asshole and he kind of somewhat seems like he's exploiting her for money. But then it also seems like he knows what the fuck he's talking about, like how to actually do pentagrams, how to actually chant like stuff. But for real, not not conceptually. And he sells this movie to me. Like, I think the lead actress is very solid in this film, but 100% this movie is made on the back of this actor, Steve Orem. So he is my, um, and if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. One of the, Definitely one of my favorite movies of the year, um, A Dark Song, Steve Orem, Best Supporting Actor. I got to see it, man. I know you've been talking about it. It's high on my list. And uh, you, when you see it, you'll dig him. You'll, you'll agree. I'm sure. I looked at the trailer. I'm like, oh, this is a, a different approach to this material than I expected. He's... He's like really serious, like you say. He plays it straight. You oh, yeah. know, like, he's kind of he's kind of. This intense. is my business, and I'm serious about it. Yeah, no, it's what's kind that? Of, it's kind of intense, and you also don't know if he's yeah. a con man. That's what I like about it. He's playing two yeah. two sides of this thing. You're not really sure where it's gonna go until really late in the piece. Um, anyway, great role. Very nice. Okay, well, Charlotte Copley was almost the one. He's awesome. I, he really, he really anchors. I don't want to say anchors that movie, but like. If he's not in it, then the utter nihilism of that movie wins out, yeah. and I just can't handle it. And, and as it is, I love the movie. So, like, him and Army Hammer, the two of them yeah, playing Army's each other. Yeah, Army's the other one who I was going to say, yeah. because he's pretty amazing in it. Like, that beard, he that is really... sports jacket, he's just great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got the he's got his beard oiled and oh, everything. Yeah. He, it's he's crazy. slick as fuck in that movie, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really... Dude, like I said, I'm excited for that one to find its cult because I think it's going to take a little time, but it's a cult movie waiting to happen. And definitely, I, definitely. I just, I, having watched it twice close together, I was really surprised how much it held up. And I know I talked about it on the other episode, but that's just one that's really stuck out for me. Um, the other one, I really like Mark Hamill and Briggsby Bear. So what's on your mind, pal? It's just, there are other people out there just like us, right? And we're all watching Grigsby together. It means something. Look at the grazer bucks, James. All they need in this world is fresh water and cold moonlight to charge their rectal skeletons. They're out there every night, surviving just like us. The difference is, we have dreams and imaginations to help us escape. But no one can take that away from you, ever. I've heard good things about it, not just from you. I, like I'd heard from you, and I hadn't heard of it before. And then uh, somewhere else, somebody started telling me about that film. So yeah, I mean the lead kid is good in it too. But as far as supporting roles, I think Hamill. There's a there's a no, I don't want to give anything away. Um, there's just a good scene between him and the kid at, at one point that I really liked, and I just like seeing him in non Luke Skywalker roles these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that he wasn't any good as Luke. He was, he was in the great scene. in the new one. I thought he was fun. Yeah, really good. But this, I don't know. It was a small part, but I liked him. But I think the one for me is, and and it's it's tricky because he is partially doing shtick as a lot of stand up comedians turned actors do. But there's also some other thing in there. There's a great rapport. Um, I'm talking about Ray Romano from The Big Sick. Mm. I guess you've noticed the tension between Beth and me? Uh, Not really. 
Uh, it's none of my business, so I don't. Yeah, try well, to. it's uh, it's there. It's a big time. It's getting really late. We should go to sleep. I cheated on her. Fuck. I did. It's just a one night stand. Okay. We met at some bar in Cincinnati. They they have these teacher conferences. Who goes to a math conference to get laid? Math teachers? Yeah. I, I think I was depressed. That's what it was. Yeah. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Get a full night's sleep. She fresh in the morning. smelled so good. It was horrible, too. As soon as I was finished, as soon as I finished, I was like, what did you fucking do? What did you just do? What did you do? You know that that uh, moment of clarity you get right after an orgasm. Yeah. I told Beth right away. I had to. She was devastated. And now she hates me. She might be mad at you, but. But she doesn't hate you. She'd have heard the way she was talking about you. Mm. Hey, can I ask you something? Why'd you tell her? Oh, I had to. I'm no good with guilt. Do you guys talk about it? Not anymore. She said she forgave me, but, but no. She hasn't. Let me give you some advice, Kamal. You're gonna know the woman that you wanna spend the rest of your life with when you cheat on her. When you cheat on her and you just feel like shit. So to fully know I love someone, I have to cheat on them? Out loud, it sounds stupid. That's, yeah, that's terrible advice. Love. Love isn't easy. That's why they call it love. I don't really get that either. I know. I thought I could just start saying something and something small would come out. He just, he's he plays the father of, uh, what's her name? Zoe Kazan. And um, he, I don't know, there's just something about the way that he relates to Kumail's character and the sort of back and forth that they have. And they have a couple really awkward scenes that play great and then just one like really oddly dramatic scene that's kind of funny but really dark i don't know there's just enough there that i was impressed and that i really like that movie a lot and i know it got nominated for script so i'm not going to talk about it too much but i just felt like both he and holly hunter who is sort of in the running for my best supporting actress really elevated a movie that was going to be pretty good anyway, but their presence just really killing it in these supporting roles shows how important those roles can be in, in making a movie 
the best it can be, you know, or better than it should have been kind of thing. So I don't know how I didn't see it. I, I, I had so many op- opportunities to see the big sick and it was getting such great press and everyone liked it. And that for some reason I just did not push the button yet. Um, so I would be it. curious, see, see if you're, if you and your wife will watch it. Yeah. Um, I think I'd it like was it. definitely one my wife and I liked it's on, I think it's on Amazon prime now and everybody can check it out that way. So supporting actress, sir. Yeah. So I had a, a way less, um, on this one. This was like, because I feel like there's a lot of good lead actress performances but in supporting i just didn't see as many this year that grabbed me um a couple couple that i would want to give a shout out to uh with florida project which what interests me was so much attention was given to the young girl brooklyn um and i think she's excellent for a young kid but not like to me not even holds a candle to the performance by the mother uh bria venate just blew me away like that was to me the performance in that movie that i just thought was hypnotic and this young mother trying to hold her shit together and you know she's not really a somebody who would you know acts like a mother at all in the traditional sense and is just trying to get by and man i thought her performance was really great and i think nicole kidman is almost always great i think she's particularly good in killing a sacred deer and a smaller role a style more stylized role um she's great in everything she's in um but actually my uh my nod is gonna go to it's kind of surprising because there's a movie that i didn't even particularly end up liking that much and it is mother and is michelle pfeiffer why don't you want kids excuse me <laughs> i saw how you reacted earlier i know what it's like when you're just starting out and you think you have all the time in the world and You know, you're not going to be so young forever. Have kids. Then you'll be creating something together. This is all just setting. Michelle Pfeiffer is my supporting actress. She, her and Ed Harris, when they are in this movie, in the first, like, uh, it's like the first kind of act, oh, second kind of middle of this movie. I think this movie is brilliant that sequence to me i was totally hypnotic everything michelle pfeiffer does in this small and it's what a classic supporting actor does they come in for a short burst and they and they're hypnotic you know and she's fantastic in it and it's dark and sinister and there's a little bit of adam and eve kind of uh you know shades in there Uh, a lot of other meanings obviously uh aronofsky maybe had too many things going on it's a movie i'm going to definitely revisit I, i definitely was a little too overburdened with symbolism as i was watching it but um i definitely appreciated the kind of balls of the story but uh, michelle pfeiffer was the thing about it that really stayed with me so i was like you know what she's my best supporting actress that's great i still haven't watched it i gotta watch it man yeah uh, i think you'd find it interesting for sure no i i know i will and i i want to watch it with my wife because i'm pretty sure it'll be a movie that may piss her off but that good conversations know, will, be will be had yeah yeah will be a talking point i mean there's a there's a few movies like schenectady new york and <laughs> can't think of a couple others where i love the, that movie but that's one we can't even talk about like that movie angered her so much but most of the time we can have a conversation about it and and you know anything that has well i won't go too far into it for those that don't know the deal but um what i know of it sounds like something i'll dig so and i and i love michelle pfeiffer in general so i'm down yeah it's always nice to see her get some like uh juice like something with a bit of meat to it absolutely no for sure 
I've been wanting to rewatch uh, What Lies Beneath. For yeah, some yeah, I'm kind of curious to revisit because at the time I, I was a little I like underwhelmed when I first saw it, but I, it was stylish. But now I'm kind of like, mm, maybe it's maybe it's worth a revisit. I, I liked it pretty good when I first saw it, and I liked it even more as the years have gone by a little bit. It's it's an interesting and totally underrated Robert Zemeckis film, mm, you know, and yeah. a really interesting Harrison Ford performance. Which mm. Anyway, so my Best Supporting Actress... I thought about Greta Gerwig from 20th Century Women. She has but a that nice, was the year before, wasn't it? I don't, I don't know. I thought maybe it was... Uh, no, I think 20th Century maybe, was nominated last year as like an actual... Oh, Oscar. was it really? It's an, it was actually part of... I mean, it doesn't matter, but it, it, yeah, that would have been the kind of role. Yeah, I agree. She was really good in it, but I'm, I'm 99% that was actually a, a normal nominee in um, the year before. Oh, yeah. It's listed as 2016. I don't know why I thought... You're living was, in the uh, past, th- man. You're living in the past. Oh, it's January... No, it says January 2017. But it was definitely when it in got, the... Well, it's probably like Phantom Thread. So maybe they did a, like a limited release. That's what threw me off. That's what yeah. threw me off. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Holly Hunter and the Big Sick, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. for sure. But the one that got me, I just watched this with my wife the other night, and that is Elizabeth Olsen in Ingrid Goes West. Okay, cheese. Wait, actually, don't smile. And if you hold your bag down like this, it might look better. And even at an angle, maybe. Cool. Okay, I think we got it. Thank you. Sorry, would you actually, would you mind just taking a, a few more? And maybe if you got lower, then you could get the sign above our heads, and that would be amazing. Here you go, thanks, you're the best. Sure. Just do what I'm doing. If you just get lower, it, that would be better. You mean on the floor? Yeah, if you can. Okay. Last one. Should we try one with the peace sign? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I was looking forward to seeing that movie. Is it good? I think you would like it. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's one of those that's right on the edge where it could really piss people off. Like, if I'm being honest, Tragedy Girls didn't quite hit with me personally, but I totally get why people love it. And this is one of those movies where it could totally piss Mm. people off or you could go for the... Because the character's a really tough character. But anyway, Elizabeth Olsen plays like this Instagram celebrity (laughs) and she's sort of being stalked by Aubrey Plaza. And uh, it's just... She really captures a certain kind of like nice but very fake personality like but that feels real that doesn't feel like a total you know spoof of a of a person like it it, it feels like people you've talked to in Los Angeles oh, you cool. know like yeah. you're just you know I, don't I saw know. the so trailer she, and it looked interesting I was like oh yeah but it could also be something that annoy me like with the people characters too close to what you actually see out here <laughs> I mean that, there could be some of the, there could be some of that I mean her husband is played by uh, Kurt Russell's kid. Oh, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. And so he's, you know, I don't know. This is almost my pick for, we have another category coming up with a larger cast. And But anyway, I just, there's something about the way she plays it. And I, I just I really bought it. And it really, it made it, it just really helped the movie dramatically because I still didn't necessarily like her or I came to like her subtly less and less as the movie went on, but it was about how she was playing it and the things that she was doing that, that felt believable. So she really killed it. I think I should have mentioned uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is also in the movie 
and he's really good. He he was another I considered for best supporting actor. Hmm. Um, I really like him. And he's, it's it's obviously a totally different character than Straight Outta Compton. He's really something. I really like him a lot as an actor. So I'm curious to see what else he can do. But he's definitely uh, one of the better performances I saw this year. Okay. Cool. What are we doing next? Um, let's we, let's uh... do actor and actress, and then we'll move to ensemble. Okay. Um, so that way we're doing all the actor awards. So uh, we'll start with actor or actress? Actor, I guess. Right? Uh, okay, actor. Um, so for actor, uh, the things I dug this year, loved Colin Farrell in Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's unbelievable to me that, because I also just saw that one, Roman J. Esquire with Denzel, yeah. and uh, I thought the first... 40 minutes was really compelling. And then I thought that film fell off a cliff and became one of the worst films of the year, to be perfectly honest, Whoa. just like an atrocious, like, let's be like breaking bad. Just, uh, um, and which is shame because Denzel was solid in it. Um, but what's interesting is Colin Farrell's in that Colin Farrell looks like fucking 30 years old and the most handsome man on earth in that movie. And then you watch, uh, sacred deer and he looks like he's a 50 year old with a giant white beard and he's, I mean, he's fucking brilliant. And it's, he's really, really, these are the movies where I can tell he's a fantastic actor. What a charming boy. Isn't he? Yes. Very. How did his father die? Car crash driving home, smashed into a pole, killed instantly. How long have you known him? Quite some time. He was a patient of mine, years ago. Did you go to the funeral? I did go, yes. Why didn't I go with you? I think I told you about it, but you were busy or something. You should tell him to come round again. I will. He'd be great company for Bob. I thought next time I could take both of them out somewhere for a bike ride. He's great. I think what Carl McLaughlin did in Twin Peaks, the uh, series, is just utterly amazing, playing multiple characters, uh, versions of basically the same guy. Truly, truly, you know, something for the ages. Um, you know, hey, there's only two other people I'm going to talk about, uh, and one of them's probably going to be on your list. Uh, Vince Vaughn beating up a car <laughs> and and being just a different fucking human being in cell block. I know we just talked about it for our prison episode, but it really blew me away and it really impressed me what, what he might be capable of. But my number one, it's not even close for me this year, this year, it totally stunned me and took me absolutely by surprise. I never would have seen this coming for me, but Robert Pattinson is the best performance of the year wow. in, in good time. We're in the middle of something here. We're in the middle on, of the exam. Hey, 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 Nick, about Nick. The, stuff and the, the pan and the wait, chicken. Wait, 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 please. Nick. How would you like it if I made you cry? How would you like that? No, I would not. But get up. They, they told me I had to do this. Let's go. Let's go. No, but he wrote me. He has all my stuff. Nick, down Nick, all my Nick, stuff. Shut up, so, then. Nick, this is really my work. Here. This is my stuff. Okay. Nick, oh, shame on you, kind shame brother. Shame on me. You're not helping. Shame on you. Shame on you. He knocked me. Oh, I couldn't even believe it was Robert Pattinson. Completely transformative performance. Totally hypnotic. You can't take your eyes off him. He's so like he's so kind of edgy and always on edge and always going. He's one of these characters who only goes step by step. He hasn't figured out a plan on the night and he's just doing it beat to beat, just like almost like a junkie or something looking for a score. And it is so compelling. And this is an actor. I'm telling you, I have had zero. I've seen the Twilight movies. I've seen him in the Cronenberg movies. I've not. I I feel like he almost didn't have a pulse. In those films, I it almost put me to sleep watching this guy. So the fact that he can give a performance like this, good, good on the Safdie brothers for finding this element within this guy. Because if you haven't seen Good Time, a watch that and b marvel at the Pattinson because he is 
really amazing. Well, and check him out in Lost City of Z, which we talked about. On the yeah, he was good in that too. You're right. That's the other. Yeah, thing I mean, I'm saw. sure it's not. I haven't seen Good Time yet, ridiculously, but I'm sure it's not that performance. But I was surprised even by the Lost City of Z performance. So I was like, yeah, oh, if I'd seen that up. first, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, he's pretty good. Like, I, it, he's yeah. pretty. And this is more like, oh fuck, like it, it's in the same way that yeah. Vince Vaughn's so different in Cell Block, but this is even more transformative because in a way, you almost if you if you hadn't seen most stuff, you'd probably just be watching it going, who's this actor? I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> and, and it's a guy you've seen. So truly great performance. And he's what makes Good Time so watchable, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I I got to see it. There's just so much I, I got to get to. But I knew that we would cover it thoroughly uh, in some form or another on this show. I, I, I guess I just instinctively thought maybe you'd bring it up. So I'm glad you did. Yeah, um, I think you'll yeah, do I'm just, I'd be shocked if you didn't think it was an interesting film. I'm quite sure I will. Um, especially based on my best actor pick, which is going to be Vince Vaughn yeah. uh, for Brawl. Well, we just had to be prepared to be committed, right? I mean, I think it all comes from such a character place. You have a character who's got a tremendous amount of hurt and rage, who's really trying to keep his head above water. I think people can relate to that in life, things going against you and you trying to do your best, but being challenged. This is the extreme versions of that. And I know we've talked this movie to death on the show, and I feel like I, it, maybe I'm We've only talked it, it to, to death to... once everyone's seen it. <laughs> until <laughs> until then we can keep banging I, the I drum. guess so I guess so no it's true yeah I mean just just watch the movie if if you're so inclined it's it's on Amazon Prime he he really just like I said in the last episode he just really surprised me and I know like we've talked about there have been dramatic things but I just I didn't expect to connect to this movie in the way that I did you know and to be able to stick with it for as long as I did based on how long it is because it's a little over two hours so that says something about the performance to me too. He's really electric and really compelling uh, enough to keep me pulled in that whole time. So yeah, yeah, hats off to him. I just was, you know, like I said, super impressed. He beats up a car. <laughs> he does beat up a car. I mean, he Real really good beats too. it up. <laughs> he really fucking it, does. No, yeah, he's it's really impressive. Uh, I'm really impressed for all. So I'm I'm glad. I knew he was going to be your pick. So I was uh, I was good to uh, share the love. Um, Awesome, awesome roles. Um, I'll be curious to see. I have to assume best actor in the real Oscars will just be. Um, uh, it seems like it's a foregone Gary Oldman year, like where there's doesn't seem like there's anything else really in the running, which is kind of crazy when you have Daniel Day Lewis, you know, and Phantom Thread not even really in the running, probably. So uh, yeah, it's great. It's one of my favorite performances from him. Oh yeah, by the way. oh yeah. And if it's his last one, what a what a one to go out on. But um, uh, beautiful. But you know, he's he's already so great. Um. So best actress, uh, I'm gonna go through a couple people. Uh, I have a feeling that we're gonna share this one because with something we have talked about. Uh, a couple other people I thought were really fantastic. Carla Gugino, I thought was really. Oh, I always like her. I always think she's a great part of any movie. But in Gerald's Game, I think she really gave a great performance. Really nuanced, really difficult role, being chained to to a bed and having to really go through like you know the abuse she suffered as a kid, but also be present. Uh, it's very interesting a role for a horror film. It's she had a lot to do. Uh, this, this will sound totally left field and not Oscar-y, but uh, Happy Death Day. I thought the lead actress in that movie was a star-making turn in one movie. Jessica mm. Roth is her name. Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense, but I have already lived through this day twice. Tree, I, No, no, uh... no, believe me. I know it sounds totally crazy, but this is happening to me. I swear to God. Tree, I'm sure it feels like you're like... Oh, okay, okay, you made me a cupcake. For my birthday, right? You're about to give it to me, and then later on tonight, there's a surprise party. Who told you? 
Was it back No, here? no, nobody told me. That's what I mean. Don't you see? I know what is going to happen before it happens. Jesus, Lori. Lori, somebody's going to kill me tonight. That's a movie I shouldn't like. I shouldn't even enjoy that film on paper. And she is so utterly charming. Um, and she goes from being like, you know, someone you wouldn't like, like a very frat kind of um, sorority kind of girl uh, to someone who's just completely fun. And it's a really fun role. Um Another surprise, just like Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart is just like he's incredible in Good Time. She's uh, almost equally uh, hypnotic in uh, Personal Shopper. What are you doing in Paris? I'm waiting. I'm going to go. What are you waiting for? My uh, brother died here. My, my twin brother died in Paris. An accident. No. No, heart attack. I actually have the same malformation. Does it scare you? No. I didn't scare him. You are staying here to mourn. No, I'm waiting. I told you I was waiting. What are you waiting for? So we made this oath. Whoever died first would send the other a sign. A sign? From, from the afterlife? You could call it that. You could call it a million things. But how do you know if it's a sign? I'm a medium. He was, he was a medium. I'll just know it by Olivia S.E.S. Um, you know, I, I don't love this film quite as much as I love Good Time, but it's, it's a really interesting film, and she's just very alive and just very real and present, and I think she's becoming a really good actress, uh, largely, I think, due to all the work she's doing in France um, and just, you know, the experiences she's getting as a young actress. Um, kind of a, one I really liked uh, is a French actress, uh, Garance Merlier, who is the young girl in Raw, I think she's really fascinating as a new young talent, uh, as an actress. I found that to be a really interesting presence, but um, not even in, it's, this isn't even close. This cat and this shouldn't even be close for the real Oscars. This one actually made me mad. Uh, not many things made me mad this year with the Oscar picks, but this one actually makes me mad, uh, and that is Vicky Crepes for Phantom Thread. Hundred percent is the best performance by an actress I saw this year. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just waiting around like an idiot for you. This was an ambush, Alma. To what purpose? This is not... I know it's not going as I expected. I, I didn't mean these things to come out. I'm sorry, but it was meant to be nice. Well, what did you expect? I wanted time with you. I wanted to have you to myself. You have me all the time. No. What are you talking about? I don't. I, there, there are always people around. And if not, then there's something between us. Something between us? Yes. What? Some... What? Distance. When did this happen? What happened to make you behave like this? Is it because you think I don't need you? Yes. I don't. Well, that's very predictable of you. Same. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pick her just because I knew that you were going to pick her. <laughs> oh, I thought, but I thought you were for sure going to double down on her. I, I was thinking about it, but uh, 
But yeah, she's fantastic. I mean, I mean she not only holds I, her own against Daniel Day Lewis, but she almost yes. trumps him. She's almost even, you know, it's like it's unbelievable. And I'd never seen her before. I was just one of those people's like, who's this? You know? Yeah, I mean and it's one thing to hold your own with him, but to hold your own and be able to play the comedy that mm-hmm. they play yeah. is almost another level. That's like, yeah, we got this. We're gonna now we're gonna make it funny. Yeah. I just that's and that's serious acting. Like I because, because, like I said, some people aren't seeing it as a comedy, and so clearly the performance is such that it's not necessarily laid out. Although I don't know, and maybe we're in just one of those theaters that you know people were just laughing at it. I but, think a lot of people still aren't going to it because they think of yeah, they've well, seen the trailer and they think it's too serious and stuffy. Like I've I've met yeah. lots of people I've told that it's funny, it's it's and they're just. Very resistant. Well, and then Jennifer Lawrence and her bullshit. Oh yeah, you know, Jennifer like, Lawrence watched three minutes of it. Yeah, that's too bad. That I mean, it's stupid. it's it's fine. You know, I she didn't like the movie. That's great. I just that she didn't see thing. the movie. She saw three minutes. I, you can't get anything yeah, that for just, three minutes. That just bummed me out a little. That bit. That movie definitely like takes her. time. It, what I I describe it as it's kind of like starts kind of broad, but it ends in a pinpoint of of emotion yeah. and and of kind of experience. And so if you can't follow the movie to the very end, you haven't you don't know what this movie is. I think the movie's yeah. so mysterious until the very last moment and that's what's so original about it. That's why it's an incredible yeah. movie, incredible performance. And that's that was one of the pleasures of watching. It was going, what where, where is am I this going? going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I don't even care cuz I love these two actors so much and yeah, it just was oh something else yeah uh, again another movie i know we've talked to death on the show but definitely not you're right not enough people seeing it so hopefully it's coming to blu-ray soon um the next month or two so uh i know you don't like the cover but regardless we got to get well tony stella should have done all the art for this thing hey, absolutely his stuff is gorgeous and, and perfect and evokes what it is it's just a shame when they they really do fuck up the art on these things they're thinking like let's get some old people to go to this movie and it's just like <laughs> oh my god guys come on I this guess, is not art you know i don't know i guess they're just thinking about walmart you know like what but i guess i don't know who at walmart's gonna be buying Fan, phantom thread but maybe yeah. maybe putting daniel day lewis on the cover i don't know yeah but um I'd love to hear more people once this is available on VOD and home video, you know, hit us up and let us know what you thought of it. Hopefully you liked it, but yeah, she's fantastic. She was my pick. I had a dark horse sneak in on her just the other night and I'll bring that up in a second. But I also really liked Melanie Linsky and I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I penciled that in Uh, too, actually at one point. Yeah. Okay. We don't want any trouble. My computer was stolen, and this says that it's in there. I just want it back. There's no questions. So, can you get it? I can get these nuts. (laughs) You can get these nuts? All right, tough guy. You had your chance. Oh, jeez. Are you okay? Yeah, it's. I just. I thought that was a really interesting debut from. Um, Make Blair. Who's the act? Yeah, Macon Blair. You know, it, it's. Yeah, just. A, I just was really intrigued by the movie. I, I haven't gone back and watched it again, but it just had a really interesting feel. And she's. I don't know. She's something else. I really like her as an actress, and I have since. I feel like before Heavenly Creatures, but definitely since Heavenly Creatures, she's just always impressed me. She's got this ability to really 
emotionally engage and draw my sympathy and yeah she's you know a movie i almost put on my um and i forgot to mention it and i kind of bummed i was gonna put it on my romance list and it's actually a movie i i I genuinely love and it had a lot of truths in it and she has a small part in it is um sam mendy's away we go do you know that one? Oh, interesting it's i do it's one of those movies that like i shouldn't like like it's sam mendy's what is it and i when i went when i watched it i was like oh man i could relate to so many of the character problems they were having in that film and just you know this young couple having a child and the parents are gonna leave and then they go and visit the sister and the sister's a hippie uh and a little weird and then they go and visit some friends and uh, melanie linsky's one of the friends and kind of who's who's not having success getting pregnant and just everything about the movie i found to be deeply kind of touching and for one of those movies that people are probably never going to be talking about it i really i almost regret not just giving it a mention on that episode just because you know if somebody discovers that uh, what seems to be kind of a throwaway sam mendy's film it's actually it might be my favorite of his movies yeah i mean it's it's interesting i have a little problem with the fact that she uses his name all the time mm. like she's like bert and she you know says his name like i remember his name because she uses weird, it so yeah. much that's that was a quirk that drove me out of the movie but yeah melanie great in it and it is a more enjoyable sam mendy's movie for sure i mean just so different from what else he was doing around then totally totally yeah it's 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 neat um, yeah, she's great. I just love her. Um, so she was uh, in the running, but the the one that snuck in for me was Aubrey Plaza, actually. Mm. Ingrid Goes West. She just, there's this really neat layered quality to the performance because she's playing a mentally unstable person who has to play it being normal, you know, who gets to meet somebody that she admires and, and has to be cool and not show how much of a freak she kind of is. Wait, wait, wait. A couple of ground rules, okay? Okay. I need you to tell everyone that you're my boyfriend. It's a long story, but I just need you to no, 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 say no, that I get it. Week. I see that you dig me. I dig you. I'll be your boyfriend. Okay. I'll be your boyfriend. Okay, whatever. Um, and also, no Batman talk. What am I supposed to talk about? I don't know these people. Something cool, like food or clothes or Joan Didion. But she's a grounded freak. She, you know, she grounds the character in a way that, I don't know, It, it some people may just be like, nope, I don't buy it at all. It doesn't feel real to me. But I feel like for me, by the end of the movie, she really sells it. You know, she makes it more than a, a heightened, you know, psycho stalker kind of thing. She really, yeah, humanizes it. She's just, I don't, I've, I, again, another actress I've been a fan of for a long time. I really love her in Safety Not Guaranteed. I yeah. think that's a really cool movie. That's another one I actually almost thought about for romance mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. by the way. So anyway, she just really impressed me. And the movie's not necessarily my favorite movie of the year or anything because I have some issues, some things that irritate me about it, but the performances and some of what it had to say just really stuck with me. And I'm glad I, I got to watch it before we did the show. All right. Interesting. Well, I guess I'm going to have to watch that one now. Uh, I was on the fence because it did look interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've got to check it out. Um, let's do Ensemble, Best Ensemble. That's something I've always thought the Oscars should do. Um, totally. Because it's just, there's. I mean, I can think of like four or five movies where, where it's like, oh yeah, what a great ensemble. And it's such a big part of the or- orchestration of performance. But um, yeah, what was it for you? Uh, what, what would be your pick here? I mean, based on what I've been saying, it sounds like Ingrid Goes West should be my pick. I mean, that's definitely a great ensemble. Uh, I like the big six ensemble between the two parents and Kumail and Zoe. That's a great group. But for me, I think it ultimately was a movie that didn't end up coming up on the 
10 films because 2017, I don't know if I'd watched it yet or not, but it's Last Flag Flying, mm. Linklater's film. I'm glad to see you prevailing over your hardships, Doc. Oh, I do my best. You at least seem to have turned out to be a decent man. No, I'll try to be. So do I. Me too. I, uh, I regret any role I played in all that foolishness that happened back in Vietnam. It's okay. What the hell happened to Mueller the Mauler? Huh? I mean, <laughs> shit. What, you put him in the witness protection program? You got him hiding under the couch or something? Jesus. I grew up, Sal. I found my life's purpose on the way. I don't think you had seen it yet because I remember we were talking I don't about think so. like how I assumed that was going to be something you would dig. I hadn't seen it yeah. yet. Yeah, I mean, I have some issues with it, but it is three really great seasoned actors doing some great work, and it's a Linklater movie, so I know what to expect, and it gives me what I expect. But, yeah, as a group, they play off each other really well, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I was I was impressed with with that. I mean, I I guess I was I got what I expected basically from those three guys, you know, from Steve Carell and uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Brian. Cranston. Was he would he have been the Jack Nicholson character if it was a literal sequel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. How dare you ignore Udo Kier? How dare you? The blood of these horses is killing you. No, I didn't pick. I didn't pick a brawl and cell block either, but it, it could have been because it has a good ensemble. Yeah, it's, it uh, does. My mine was easy. This one it was a no-brainer for me. It's uh, killing of a sacred deer. The guy that made it told me what was in it. Now I can't remember now, but it is very refreshing. Would you like one? No, thank you. Here, try it. It's really delicious. You can use a straw. I haven't touched it. He hasn't had a drink in three years. High GGTs, elevated transaminases. Well, good on you for not drinking. Well, I would say no to a cocktail if you're offering. Of course, I'll get you one right away. We should go soon. Yeah, it's early. He's got surgery in the morning. He needs to get some sleep. It's still early. We've got surgery in the morning. Fine, okay. How are the kids? They're doing very well. Bob has started piano lessons. The teacher says he's very talented. Now we have to get him one so he can practice at home. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm renovating the clinic. I'm on the phone all day. Our daughter started menstruating last week. Great. Yes. She was a little scared, but she's okay now. You haven't seen her in ages. Not since last summer at the school choir. Recital. You and Mary should come over one night for dinner. You really shouldn't stay late either. Drink that cocktail you ordered. Get yourself home. You've got to be at the hospital in six hours. Time to go, darling? Yes. Good night. Good night, Matthew. I love every character ever. It just, people are so well put together in this movie. I mean, it's a super bizarre movie, uh, but just the different casting is great. There is a, the my favorite cameo of the entire year, which I, I can't, I still can't believe it's one scene is Alicia Silverstone as the guys, uh, the young boy who's kind of controlling the dark situation. It, it's his mom. And she's like, at some point trying to like, uh, I think I can't remember. If she's trying to suck the fingers of, of um, Colin Farrell at one point. Cause he's a surgeon and it's super weird. And you're like, you're assuming you're going to see more of her. <laughs> she's only in one scene and it's pretty awesome. Uh, so that's nice. the kind of ensemble where you're just pulling the people like that. It's a, yeah, it's genius, genius piece of filmmaking. And 
really a cast that I'll be thinking about for a long time. Um, so yeah, so that's Ensemble. Uh, that's that's our performance awards. What do you think? Screenwriting or score? Let's do score. I'm curious what you pick okay. for score. Um, besides, well, let's preface it by saying fucking Johnny Greenwood, like one of the best scores ever. mind-blowing that a guy from Radiohead did the score for Phantom Thread. It's nominated. It might have won. I bet it won't win. Uh, I bet it will be displat for um, the very obvious, you know, Amelie S score for Shape of Water, which just left me kind of like, oh yeah, okay. Of course, you know, music-wise. Yeah. But man, I thought the I thought what Johnny Greenwood did with Phantom Thread was truly like, oh wow, like, how do you have those skills? <laughs> you know? I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's my, it's favorite, my favorite, but it's not the one I'm picking for this just because... Uh, Same. Yeah, because I want to give love to something that would never have been nominated at the Oscars. And it, for me, this was very easy. Uh, this was... It's complicated. This was my favorite horror film for a couple years in a row because the movie didn't get released and then finally came out. And by the time it came out, it's kind of hard to be as excited about putting it on your top things. But it's the score I bought on vinyl. I've been listening to a lot. It's eerie as fuck. And that is Black Coat's Daughter... Elvis Perkins, son of Anthony Perkins and brother of the director of the movie Oz Perkins. Uh, I love this movie, uh, but I, but the soundtrack is really something that will get under your skin and just has this uh, this really eerie quality. But it's also musically beautiful, and that was my pick. No, that's good. That's good stuff. 
I still got to see that movie, man. So many movies in this damn episode. See, that's one thing I was going to say at the top is that I'm not as happy with my alternate Oscars list because <laughs> due in part to the show, I guess the two podcasts, you I just didn't get a chance. Stuff. Yeah, I've been watching old movies, so I didn't get a chance to watch as much new stuff. Yeah, but that, which maybe that's part of the point of this is to like, then we'll talk about ones and you'll go, oh shit, I got to watch that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think it's fine because I think that's just part and parcel. Like we're never going to be able to see it all anymore. I used to be the person who would see all new films and be, when it came Oscar time, I had seen everything every year. That was who I was. And then when I started doing things like Shockwaves, it becomes impossible because you are trying to spend so much of your time to un- d- discover unknown gems you know it's yeah like, so i'm with you i get it yeah and i think that's the thing where i'm like i can't deliver unknown gems in this episode because our listeners are far too savvy and they're gonna have seen all this stuff but you know maybe there's the occasional one or two films that they won't have seen and then that's what it's yeah. worth it for yeah. um for me i'm picking a movie that i didn't actually like and i know you i don't if i recall you weren't a big fan of either and that's colossal I, um, yeah. I like it, but I, I mean, I, I like, like the it. idea. I like her. I think but, Anne Hathaway is good, and I like yes. the idea of the movie. It goes in a direction that I don't necessarily like. We actually, and I won't spoil what our issue is, but it has to do with one character, and and I think we both had the same issue, and it just that's really interesting because a lot of people love it, a lot of, and which is cool. I'm glad yeah. they do. I love Nacho no, Vigalondo. I think he's awesome. Time Me Crimes is a fucking piece of oh, genius filmmaking, like truly genius so filmmaking. Good. So yeah, it's not personal. It's just there's something it's about it that. That definitely, where I was like, ah, that's the way we're going? Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to like it more. But one thing I do love, though, is the score by Bear McCreary. And it's oh, just got Bear a really McCreary. great, yeah, he, he's he's something else. He's a guy that I don't, I don't know if he's been nominated. Maybe well, he's, he's mostly nominated. famous now for the Walking Dead theme. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he does that. And he's done a lot of TV work, but he's just a really great workman kind of composer with a lot of style and it's 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 a very sort of superhero score but but not it's got it's got it's got a heroic quality but it's also got darkness but in this sort of interesting way i can't quantify i'll play a clip Yeah, I like that one. What a lot. year was um cuz I guess and we didn't do this for a category, but it would have been worthwhile it would be cuz you've got your score, but then you've also got soundtracks where oh. you know, obviously things like Baby Driver had just an incredible soundtrack, but uh, I was thinking one I didn't even see that you put me onto, but was that the previous year Nerve? No, it was this year. Yeah. Nerve no, had a really great soundtrack year. for just listening yeah. to a soundtrack.
Yeah, it's still one of my favorite scores in recent memory. I think it was last year, though. I mean, I think it was 2016 or... Yeah, I can't remember now. But yeah, that's fantastic, that score. Definitely yeah. just great listening, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool electronic. What's next? Let's do cinematography. That's, a, to me, a big one. Okay. Like, there's some really... That, that's one thing. There's a, Every year, there's just beautiful work being done. Uh, I'm going to predict that in the Oscars... Uh, Blade Runner is going to take it because he's been nominated how many times? Deacon's been nominated seven or nine times and never won. Oh my so gosh. I feel like this is like lifetime award unless, unless um, you know, Dunkirk or something steals it. But I, I think I think he deserves it. It's like I didn't love Blade Runner, but I think he deserves it. Um, no, I'm with you. Uh, but So we'll see. I'm sure by the time you are hearing this, you know the answer to whoever knows the answer to it. But the, mine are a little different. Um, I think um, I, I have three that I, I really like and then one that I picked, which is kind of fun because it's not on any of my other awards. I thought A Ghost Story, and it's funny because I didn't realize this, but I actually know the DP of this. And I met him at really? South, yeah, I met him at South by like four That's or five cool. years ago, and he was a young guy and shot anything at that point, just some shorts, Andrew Dawes Palermo. Um, and he still hasn't done many big films, but he shot this, and he's a really nice guy. And I thought this was a great, like this was one that you had told me, well, I'd heard about it, but you had also you know recommended. Um, and I really like it. It's a really good little movie, actually. It, um, and it stays with you more than a lot of other movies I've seen this year. Like I still think about certain moments of a ghost story. And yeah, I, really love, does. I love the simplicity of the way they shot it. Um, and the kind of full frame look of it, for, you know, rather than something wide. So that was that was a good one. Um, I think Killing of a Sacred Deer has a beautiful little Kubrickian design to it. Uh, and his name I will butcher, but it's something like Thymius Bakatakis. And that's just, you know, just a really interestingly shot film. But my number one, it's funny, is a movie that kind of underwhelmed me as a movie overall. But man, I think it is like not even close for me, my favorite cinematography. And that is um, cinematographer Philippe Lesord, and he shot Sofia Coppola's The Beguiled. Um, uh-huh. I just thought that the like basically kind of like Days of Heaven, where they clearly were saying this is a period piece, so we're not going to shoot with any lights. It's all going to be naturally lit and candle lit. I think the natural light in this thing is just unbelievably gorgeous. You know, we've talked recently about my thing for Amer- uh, Southern Gothic, and this is like perfect Southern Gothic location shooting, uh, lighting, just everything about the way this movie looks is perfect. My only, and, and a lot about it. Even the ensemble actually would have been another one I could have seen for ensemble. There's just something a, just a little bit flat overall in a narrative. It doesn't have the edge that um, Don Siegel's version of this movie, which I love, has. Um, it's just missing it by a bit. Not by a lot. It's a good movie. It's just falls short to being a great movie. Uh, but the cinematography is... if It's worth you watching if you haven't seen it out there just for the way this movie looks and the shot and the design of the movie. Um, great great stuff. Gotta see it. God yeah. damn it. I know. It's a lot, man. There's a lot you, of stuff. You, you really put in the time, man, because you're able to do the two shows and still watch all the new stuff. So I'm... I don't know when I... I mean, I, some of these I guess I was seeing in the theater as they came out. I didn't catch up to these these are ones i saw at the time so not much of this i cram for this i don't think any of these are new watches yeah well you already mentioned it uh i'm gonna go andrew Droz palermo cool story awesome that you picked that one yeah he also shot your next i noticed i noticed yeah and that was like the first feature he'd ever shot so he's kind of learning on the job apparently yeah um but yeah this is like the movie itself has a very haunting quality but the photography i'm thinking of some of the later scenes in the movie Mm -hmm. especially really get ethereal and kind of epic in a way that I totally didn't expect. And that really helps the movie stick with is some of those images are burned on my brain, which I think is always a sign to me that it was shot well. 
So yeah, no, it's cool. I'm I'm glad that one is the one. Yeah, I think that's a, another film that we would both kind of recommend people check out if they haven't done it. Especially if if you want to see a girl, you know, be sad eating pie. This is the movie. It's, it's got the. <laughs> I, at this point, that. that that scene is the least interesting scene in the movie to me, almost. And it's good. Don't get me wrong, but I, there's so much other. Like I won't remember that part of the movie ever again. And there's so much other stuff that I will. Just simple interactions. You know, I don't want to say anything about what because. Uh, just better for people to see it but yeah this is a, another one that i talked about my wife like we watched it we actually did adjust the discs all about it oh, cool. but it's you know it's it's a conversation starter it's definitely a movie you'll watch and hopefully will if you even if you don't like it there'll be something in there i think you can pull out and 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 talk about and part of it is the photography that that helps so. yeah yeah no i like the way it's designed uh how about uh screenwriting best screenplay this is uh, this is one where, or screenwriting, whatever you, a screenplay or screenwriting, maybe you can make a difference in that in the sense of, uh, is it the dialogue? Is it the story? Obviously I'm hoping that Get Out wins this in the Oscars. That's the one award I, I think he has a good sh- shot at, even though I thought Lady Bird's also a great script. Uh, but what'd you go with for, uh, our alternate Oscars? For best original, I went with Wind River. Got that phone call the next morning <clears throat> from Natalie. Saying that Emily was missing. She was worried, naturally. They were best friends. You know, we tried to be very careful with Emily. Tried to plan for everything. But we let our guard down. Really, I tell you. You know, you may have kids one day. You cannot blink. Not once, not ever. Oh, interesting. Cool. I only did one yeah. for screenwriting this time. I didn't. I didn't even pick the. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, we then that would we probably do be my, it though. I just didn't. Um, that'd probably be my pick. Wind River would probably be my pick if we're doing just one. Because I don't know. I, I I know some people take issue with the. I guess the Native American portrayals. I don't know. I was just listening to another podcast that was uh, one of the guys on the show uh, is not a fan of Wind River, and I'm like, oh wow. I don't know. I guess I missed what was there to be clunky or offensive personally and i just was really sucked into it as a thriller i thought it was kind of uh, nice that there was representation of like because there's some criminal deadbeat drug druggy uh american indians but then there was also a cop and there was also a like a, a parents and there was like it felt like you got to see lots of different types of people within that culture well yeah no definitely and and i think some people are saying and maybe it's a thing of like a white guy writing non-white characters but i mean i listen to he is somebody that i know has talked about living uh near a reservation doing his research like this is a world that he knows like legit knows and uh was drawing the main story from the movie as as something that is sort of based on something that really happened. So I don't know. I guess I just, at a point, I, I don't know where to draw the line with people when they, they're seemingly reacting to that. Uh, I don't know how much more. Well, we talked personal... about it with uh, cell block a bit. It, it, part of it is online culture and not online. Yeah. It's so easy to have opinions and like, I mean, of course we're sharing opinions right now, but it's easy <laughs> to like, we're, but I think where we don't tend to go is 
to the negative to tear things down. And I think a big part of internet culture is to tear things apart. And yeah. a lot of that happens culturally. And sometimes there's something there and worth worthy of really doing. And sometimes I think people are projecting and tearing things down just to do it. I, d- I haven't read enough. Now he's the same screenwriter as Hell or High Water, right? Yeah, which obviously I need to see is Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, which, and I, that has a great director. Uh, I thought that was a slightly better directed uh, Hell or High Water is like a, just a that. better film than Wind River in terms of, but I liked Wind River a lot as well. Um, but it's because David McKenzie's a really good director. Um, whereas I think this guy, this is his first film. You know, he's a great screenwriter, yeah. obviously. But yeah, no, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was solid. Yeah. Um, so what's your script? Uh, my script, I, I got to say, because to me, it's a birth of a voice that I want to see anything they write. And that's S. Craig Zoller, man. Uh, Brawl and Cell Block. So it's, it's <laughs> the stuff that I'm a, I'm a fan of. There's a certain point when I start breaking it down and, and what I want to see differently. So in the case of uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99, I'd seen a bunch of uh, prison movies at a retrospective uh, house in New York uh, named Film Forum and started thinking about what I would do differently and what tro- I would I would take and 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 which I would which I would discard and so really just came up with a story that's interesting for me but one of the things that keeps my the the passion strong for all of this stuff is changing genre so you know I've written a, a lot of westerns a lot of crime pieces a fair amount of horror a fair amount of hard science fiction for a period of time it looked like actually the piece of mine that was going to go forward was one of several sitcoms I'd written so it's by, by just doing different things, it keeps it really fresh for me, but it comes from a place of um, I'm a devourer of all this different type of media, be it uh, a progressive rock album by King Crimson or an underground death metal album <laughs> or uh, the silent comedies of Buster Keaton. It, it's just, it's, these are things that I like and I want to figure out how to do my own version of them. This is a guy who like between this and the thing, even though the moments of violence and action in both his movies, Bone Tomahawk and this, are what most people talk about. What I remember about both movies is the dialogue. I think the dialogue is so interesting that he writes uh, in these two, in just two movies. To me, it's as memorable as what Tarantino was doing when he burst on the scene. And that's rare. It's so rare where somebody's writing dialogue that's, I'm not really a guy who gets that excited about dialogue driven movies. Um, definitely a visual person so when somebody impresses me like that I, I'm always taking notice so I, you know S. Craig Zeller whatever he does next I mean he's also a guy who's like writing these movies and then in interviews he's talking about Gorezone and Fangoria you know what I mean it's pretty cool I love that. like that gets me excited that this is a, a Fangoria kid who's now making these big movies um, and was a novelist and stuff so uh, yeah no I really I really thought it was a cool script um, especially for saying that where most people are gonna not think about it as a script they're gonna think about it almost as an action film anyway yeah that's that's my pick a little brawl and cell block good call what's next all right so we've got our biggies uh we've got a lot of the big ones down let's do so we, we'll keep our best director and best film to last that means let's let's circle to uh best first film and then um film we'd most want to see a sequel to so first film I think we're probably going to be in agreement on this I, one. I think we are I'll, I'll, I'll let me talk about a couple that I didn't pick Raw uh, Julia Ducarnow I, I really think Raw is a stunning piece of work it's on um, it's on Netflix it's not going to be for everyone because it's pretty gross but man it's stylish like whatever she makes next I am in this is stylish I love the way it uses music I love the way the filmmaking aesthetic about a young girl who uh, goes to a veterinarian school 
and slowly realizes she might be something else. And it, it goes into a dark place and it's a horror film. Um, but it's also a coming of age movie. And that's the fun part about it. That's a great first film. Obviously Oz Perkins, black coat's daughter was for me. If this had been two years ago, was probably my favorite movie the entire year. It's not that it's not now it's just been a couple years. And he had another film come out even before this because of the, you know, just because of release dates, but it's definitely the birth of a director who I'm going to watch whatever, you know, he makes, but yeah, that takes us to the movie that I, I plugged first quite early before it came out on our high school episode. Yep. Um, and that is, and it's just weird because it's by people I know, which is always fun, um, but also kind of surprising. Uh, and that's super dark times. Do you remember Daryl Harper? Got a call from his mom. Guess he never came home last night. Did you see him at school today? Are you okay? There's just a lot going on right now. Josh. We should go back. What? I don't know, but I just keep thinking of his mom. Don't go back there. You need to listen to me. No, more. you need to listen to yourself. You're scared all the time. If anyone asks, we're not friends. this movie yes indeed and i another one that i loved too and was concerned i might not love enough expectations are a fucking killer yeah you're right you're right i started with knowing nothing you know yeah and so both brawl and cell block in this movie i was nervous uh but both impressed me even more than had i not known anything about them because you know as it was with the hype they were still great films so yeah if you haven't yeah, seen this off. one Super it's dark. um really hard to it's funny it's like it's on netflix and yet it's really hard to find on netflix it doesn't show up in, in a natural search you actually have to write the entire title super dark times you can't just start writing oh, anything it, it's a weird i was talking to the guys about it there's also a german blu-ray but no there's not no plan for an american blu-ray which sucks it's only <sighs> on dvd but the german blu-ray looks kick-ass like great cover art looks really awesome so i'm probably gonna buy it um did they do some extras for it i th- i know they did a commentary here for the dvd and i'm not sure if the commentary oh, so the two writers so i you know i went to school with the director and the one of the co-writers and then i've become uh, i'm a neighbor of the other co-writer out here where i live and you know kind of family friends and that and that is not a this isn't a name drop thing what's interesting about that usually that would that would make it even less likely that this movie would make my list normally because it's very hard to be blown away by movie by people you know, in my opinion. Some, often it makes you kind of a little more defensive or something, especially with indies. And it's like, oh, yeah, they made a movie and you kind of feel jealous or whatever. When I saw this movie, I was just like, oh, my God, you guys did it. You guys did the, the dream. You made that movie that actually has a voice and is special and it's about young people and it's and it's got something going on. So I, I just am super impressed by that. Um, super cool. Yeah, 100%. Definitely people do that full word search and, and uh, check it out on Netflix. It's so easy to see right now. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that have yet to have taken the time. Yeah, I was so and, uh, shocked we- when Rob did not like that movie. Like, so shocked. Like, I've been shocked by a few things, but, you know, and Rob, you know, he didn't like, I thought he was going to like Tragedy Girls too. I'm a little less shocked by that one. But when he, I remember when he said, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, it's not that he didn't like it, but he just, it wasn't. And I was like, oh my God, I really thought that would be a movie that would knock him out. Um, it's funny. I mean, you, yeah. you never know when you do these uh, kind of things. Taste is funny. It, it's You never know what, you, uh, what people are going to... 
uh, roll up to. So yeah, uh, hopefully people dig that super dark times. Yes, indeed. What uh, was the next one? Film you most want to see a sequel to? Oh yeah, I don't even shit. I don't even know what I wrote to that. But yeah, what what did you do for that? Did, that's that's a fun, uh, just a fun kind of random award. You know, it's funny. I would say Colossal, actually. I don't know that it would be easy to do a sequel, but something about that universe where that kind of phenomenon exists, I guess it's just another Nacho Vigalanto movie, basically, but but there's something about that world like that I was like, ooh, what else is going on in this place? Um, so that was one for okay. me that That's interesting. I would be yeah, this, this is obviously, like, <laughs> there's a part of me that might, well, no, there's a movie I was going to say that we've been talking about a lot, but if I say it, it might be a spoiler to why there isn't a sequel. So um, you'll probably pick up on it. Um, one I would most want to see a sequel to, honestly, is actually Raw. Um, I've talked about it a couple times now. That movie is uh, goes to a really interesting place, and by the end of the movie, it kind of become it goes from a coming of age movie to kind of a horror, more traditional horror idea by the end. And so, I'd kind of like to see where that horror idea would then go in its full um, kind of uh, you know f- fully formed. But uh, yeah, th- a lot of the movies I like this year. If there was a sequel of in that world, I'd be curious. You know. Um, kind of, kind of a fun cool. award. So let's uh, let's rock best director, and then we'll end with best film. Okay, best director, um, who's in your running? Why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, well, the best director of the year uh, would have been Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, but uh, and he's yeah, I'm sure he probably won't be winning the Oscar. But you know, part of me wondered about that. Wondered maybe he could just surprise people in that award. But I don't think enough people saw Phantom Thread. So I really love what Yargos Lethemus did um, with Killing a Sacred Deer. I really uh, like what for a first film um, what Liam Gavin did with um, a dark song. Obviously, S. Craig Zoller did you know something? It was really impressive. But it's not even close. Uh, and you can. See Send me all the rotten tomatoes you want to throw at me when I say this. But for me, there was only one person who was fucking king this year, and that's David Lynch. Because Twin Peaks was the most fucking amazingly put-together thing. 18 hours, one director, one big movie. You're very good to see you again, old friend. It's very, very good to see you again, old friend. I haven't seen you in a long, long time. No, you haven't. This is true. Gordon, I've really, really missed spending time together. Yes, Coop. I too have missed our good times together. Where have you been all these years? Gordon. I've been working undercover all these years. An 18-hour movie and one episode that's, you know, an actual movie within an 18-hour television series. So my best director is David Lynch. Uh, Who knows if we'll get another movie or anything by him ever again. We don't don't know. But uh, it's super surprising, impressive, and... Uh, nothing predictable about it whatsoever so uh even if he uh was against even against pta i'd have to go david lynch on this one uh just something special yeah that's that's a good pick i mean i guess in the running for me would be i I don't know i think taylor sheridan Mm -hmm. did an all right job with wind river 
you know, he's got a ways to go, but I think he, I think it's a promising start. I get, you know, mm-hmm. Edgar Wright mm-hmm. doing his thing in Baby Driver. I mean, he really delivered for me what I wanted. So I got to give him credit for that. I think ultimately the one that surprised me, and it's a much more of a subtle thing, but I think it definitely made a difference, and that's Michael Showalter in The Big Sick. People never lose interest in love stories. I think the genre of the romantic comedy probably is in need of a little bit of like some refurbishing and maybe the big sick will help with that to kind of like remind people that when this is done well it's a great genre that that people really like and in terms of the interracial couples i mean there's just lots of of um a lot of issues in our culture around race and uh it's a huge gigantic area that uh no one movie is ever gonna you know, ultimately solve or tackle or anything, but we just try to push the needle forward bit by bit. I just, I think those actors are going to do something interesting, but I think it takes somebody else to help stay on point with the tone of the movie, which it, it balances, you know, some funny stuff, some sad stuff, uh, some straight dramatic stuff, some, some characters being real assholes and us having to stick with them you know, I, I think the direction really helped and I was impressed because Michael Showalter is a guy I think of when I think of the state and I think of, you know, that's Stella and that sort of uh, school of comedy and he's done like a spoofy movie. So I was like, oh, I'm, I wouldn't have expected him hmm. to do this. And uh, I think he's a good fit for the Judd Apatow filmmaking. And I think this is one probably my favorite. I think my wife and I agreed. It's probably our favorite Judd Apatow produced film to date uh so but i gotta give him some credit so anyway uh he's All my right, guy yeah, i'm gonna have one. to uh, check it out and I, I guess that always shows us Again, you go you go pick a comedy it's, yeah, it's I'm a, a sour comedy guy, man it's just where my head's at these days it's where my head's <laughs> uh, at these funny. days you know but, but like i said if you see this comedy it is funny but there is definitely some moments that aren't funny and that play heavy emotion and play serious and you know I don't know. Would PTA yeah, have been your guy, guy that's if thing. we were um, more traditional? Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's what I figured. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Uh, a brilliant job there. All right. Best film. There can be only one. Uh, for me, it. this was easy. Uh, besides, besides Phantom Thread, um, which would be my actual, you know, film of the year. Uh, very close behind it, though, for me is uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's. I think it's just an absolutely Kubrickian masterpiece. We. We don't have to worry about nothing Cause we got the fire And we're burning one hell of a something They They're gonna see us from outer space Yeah, I'm really sorry about Bot It's nothing serious No, it is Like with the stars of the human race Human race Where did you two go? When the light started out They don't know what they heard Check the match, playing loud, giving love to the world. How did his father die? A surgeon never kills a patient. An anesthesiologist can kill a patient, but a surgeon never can. Cause we got the fire, fire, Don't be scared, Mom. You'll see. You won't be able to move either. But you'll get used to it. Where is she? What did you do to her? We're gonna let it burn, burn. I don't understand why I should have to pay the price. Why my children should have to pay the price. It's the only thing I can think of as close to justice. 
So they can put it out, out, out. Uh, super strange, funny, surreal, dark, sad, all those things in a movie. And um, yeah, I think it. I think it's definitely the of Yargus Lathamus stuff. The thing I've most responded to so far. So um, you know, Black Coat's Daughter and Good Time are both up there for me. Uh, but Killing a Sacred Deer is my film of the year. Very nice. Wow, that's cool. Uh, mine is no surprise. I got to come back to Brawl. Nice. Don't tell me my business. I do things direct, and I have a system. Minimum freedom. I'm not going to tell you anything you want to hear. And prison will give me plenty of time to look at guys I don't like. Uh, It's just the one that, you know, snuck in there at the end. And uh, I don't don't know. It, It... it outside of Phantom Thread, which would be my my jam otherwise, and it's still my favorite movie of the year. This is my next favorite, and it, there was just something about what it did for me, and and how I went along for the ride, and yeah, it's just it's just really good filmmaking for, for me anyway. I know there are, again people who detractors to this movie that have seen it even and and aren't fans, but I don't know. It it did it. What's well, hard it not to like so. identify in a sense with the um, Japanese abortionist. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, Poor one guy. of the funniest Poor roles guy. you'll ever see in a movie is that one character. Oh well, my god! One of the funniest yes, reaction ever, shots ever. <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's worth yeah, just it's watching great. the movie just for his re- sad reaction. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad it stuck. Yeah, that would be definitely my top few as well. And, and these movies are all different. On the day, you might go pick a different name, but uh, I'm glad we both. Uh, it's very surprising in a way that we both reacted the way we did to Phantom Thread. Uh, it's kind of awesome given that we are different kind of taste at times. So yeah, Absolutely. so there's, that's our alternate Oscars, man. That's, uh, hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully it's not too repetitive of us doing a, you know, top 10 of 2017, but you know, we want to keep honoring the, uh, people outside the box who don't always get honored and we will not be doing raspberries. Yeah. No, that ain't happening with our time, but no, we're stuffless. I mean, I get that people feel the need to do them for whatever reason. They well, Jennifer Lawrence is on that this year, and that's crazy. Because like, even if you hated Mother, she and I'm not even like a Jennifer Lawrence person. She's pretty amazing in that film. Like, it's a really difficult role that she has. And uh, the one comfort she she mentioned is like, yeah, well, Jack Nicholson was nominated for a Razzie for The Shining. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, that, I just. It, yeah. it's ridiculous that that I haven't even seen that, but I can, I know that that's, it's just sometimes people have an adverse reaction to a movie and then you can take some performance to task and sometimes they're right and whatever, but not worth our time. We'd much rather be positive and hopefully there's a few things in here. Maybe you haven't seen, but uh, I, I vow to try and have uh a deeper catalog to dig through next year. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff this year. That's the thing. Even if you look at the the actual Oscars this year, you look at those roles and it's like, wow, there's like four or five really, really good movies. And that's rare. I think usually this is a two horse race this year. There's really, and none of them are like, none of them are like obviously the winner. It's no. a, it's more like political climate stuff. Like I, the reason I think, and of course I could be wrong and this is like putting it out there because by the time you hear this, you'll know the reason I think something like shape of water will win is that I tend to see during times of political unrest where things are at their worst we tend to retreat into fantasy. And even though that film, you know, is fantasy that is also saying something politically, 
I find that a little disappointing. I, I kind of, in those kind of moments, wish we would go with the most ballsy movies, but I do think there's a history of us doing that, you know? And then obviously movies like the artist and things like that tend to do really well. Um, life is beautiful, these kind of movies. And so this film has all those kind of hallmarks and I like it. And I just didn't, I'm, I'm short on loving it. And, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I'll be curious to see, cause it could also be three billboards, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we will we will know very soon. It doesn't matter because we've got our awards. Indeed. I mean, Steve Orem is somewhere out there going, I just won supporting actor for, <laughs> what is it? Alternate Oscar? What's PR Cinema? <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah. Have a Guinness. Anyway, so that's good. <laughs> very nice. I feel like he cool. was just here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. That was the worst Irish accent ever. Um, but at least, and maybe Charlotte Copley does listen, you know? Oh, I'm sure he does. Surprised. I'm sure he does. I want to see more roles. Ryan is a fucking good cunt, that guy. He's a fucking good guy. (laughs) Fucking in South Africa, we call him a good bastard. Yeah, I need to see more movies with him playing characters like that because that was a blast. (laughs) Anyway, thanks, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Yep, that's your butt. Oh, well, and also, one last thing we're going to tell you. The reason you're getting this now is we need uh, a little bit more time because we're working on a, a big episode. Yeah, uh, that's gonna take take us a while to research because we are looking at a lot of movies, and uh, all we'll say is, um, I think we hinted uh, at it already, didn't we? Yeah. So all I'll say is there is a reason we didn't talk about Escape from New York <laughs> on our prison episode. Yeah, and that is all you need to know yep. until next time. Bye bye. <laughs> 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 Shall it be? All. Oh. They closed early today.